0: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick.
1: Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner. Thank you for letting me come right into your space. Today, we're going to return to the wonderful, power-packed book of Jude, It is just so amazing. And this week we have covered so much material in the book of Jude and we're just getting started. I hope you've been taking notes and I want you to order the series which we're offering this week for the last time today. The series is called The Apostate Church. The subtitle says Apostate Ministers and Apostate Believers How to Recognize Apostate Leaders and Churches and How to Stay Spiritually on Fire for the Lord. Yesterday, I asked Denise to watch several of these programs. And when she was finished, she said, Ay, yeah ay, these verses are so serious. And she asked me, Rick, do you know anyone that fits into these categories that Jude is describing in his epistle? And I said, well, Denise, that's a very good question. I think I do know some, but I'm not going to name them. But I said, Denise, when I read these verses, it just makes me want to be sure that I don't fit into these verses. I take these as a warning for myself to make sure I keep myself in the love of God and build up my most holy faith. But we do need to know what Jude had to say about the apostate church at the end of the age. My friends, the Bible prophesied long ago that at the end of the age there would be a certain category who would abandon the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons, and we're living in that very time so we need to know what the book of jude has to say about this and that's why i want you to get the series and it comes with a study guide and we're also offering you right now my book today the last day of this week the book is called how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy my friends this is an amazing book you need to read every word of it all the way to the end It will keep you on a solid foundation and help you know how to keep your brain in your head. Just because everybody else is losing their mind does not mean you have to lose yours. And that's why I called the book, How to Keep Your Head On Straight in a world gone crazy, endorsed by 40 Christian leaders. And the foreword was written by my good friend, John Bevere. But today, I want you to reach for your Bible, and we're going to return to the book of Jude. And today, you need to get a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil and get ready to take notes because we're going to be covering a lot of material in the book of Jude, so reach for your Bible. We always use the Bible in this program. But today we're going to begin by me giving you the RIV of several verses, and we're going to begin in Jude verse 8. And the RIV says, in the very same identical way, these dreamers have shockingly convinced themselves that what they do and condone is all right. They go about defiling the flesh And they show total disregard to those with authority. And out of a complete disdain for spiritual authority, they audaciously speak debasing, nasty, shameful, ugly words toward those who are in authority with the purpose to belittle and to put them down. Then the RIV of verse 9. I tell you amazingly that even Michael, the tremendously powerful archangel, At the moment when he was wrangling and going back and forth with the devil in a fierce and really hot debate concerning the body of Moses, even he did not cross the line and get into judgment with the devil, nor did he try to take retribution against him, nor did he get dragged into speaking, insulting and humiliating words in an attempt to inflict the devil with pain, but instead he simply said, the Lord rebuke you. The R.A.V. of verse 10. But the people I'm talking to you about right now speak atrociously and inappropriately about things they absolutely do not comprehend or even have a clue about. To be honest, they know and operate from a natural, low-level instinct, a lot like animals that lack intelligence. That explains why their standing in life is so degenerate, depraved, and totally messed up. Then verse 11, I say woe to these people because they've abandoned what they once held to be true to follow after the same path of Cain for the sake of financial gain. They've given themselves fully to error and have lost their bearings and are now completely morally adrift. And as a result, they have ruined, devastated, and destroyed themselves And their mutinous, rebellious, subversive attitudes and speech is a lot like those that marked Korah. Of course, he's talking about Korah in the Old Testament, who rebelled against the authority of Moses. Then we come to the RIV of verse 12, and verse 12 says, These people are unthinkably right in your own midst, fearlessly, sumptuously feasting at your love feasts. Such people are like dangerous reefs in the sea with potential to produce moral and spiritual shipwreck in people's lives. And there they are among you, self-focused, tending to their own needs, and taking care of themselves. They're like clouds that fill the sky that look like they carry water, but contrary to the image they give to others about themselves, they're spiritually dry as a desert and completely void of spiritual water. They are like turbulent winds that bring a lot of destruction into people's lives and they are hard to nail down because they're constantly on the move. Fruit-producing trees should bear fruit in season, but they have absolutely no fruit to show for themselves. They are spiritually like a plant that has been torn from its roots out of the soil. Well, I think you would agree That's a pretty powerful version of those verses. It's a conceptual translation, bringing all the concepts and all the Greek words into the text so we can really understand what the Scriptures are communicating to us. But then Jude continues in verse 13, and that's where we're going to begin today. In verse 13, Jude now continues to add more about these individuals and their behavior. Listen to his depiction of them. In verse 13, he adds, Raging waves of the sea, foaming out of their own shame. Then he calls them wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Look how disturbed Jude was when he wrote this text. He had just read the second epistle of Peter, where Peter had elaborated. In 2 Peter chapter 2, about false prophets and false teachers which will emerge in the church, you should read the entire chapter, 2 Peter chapter 2, to understand what Jude had read before he began to write. It really moved him. And now he's calling to memory what he has just read and he's building on top of it. And he adds this in verse 13 They are like raging waves of the sea. What does the word raging mean? The word raging, the Greek word agrios, describes something that is fierce, something that is uncivilized, something that is untamed or wild. So he says these individuals in the church are like untamed people. And in fact, this word raging is the same Greek word which describes something that is not subject to control, which means he's describing individuals that are not submitted to spiritual authority. That's why it's so very important that when you listen to somebody on TV or you listen to anybody anywhere, you need to know who are they in submission to? Are they in submission to spiritual authority? And Jude here says, they're raging waves of the sea. Again, the word raging, the Greek word agrius, they're fierce, they're wild, they're untamable, not subject to control or to authority. And the word waves tells us they're really hard to catch. It is the Greek word kumata, The plural form for the word waves, it describes the rising and the falling of waves, waves that are constantly on the move. I remember when our sons were young and we would take them to the beach, we would wade out into the water and I would say to them, let's try to catch a wave. Well, you can't catch a wave because a wave is constantly on the move. And even though you try to wrap your arms around a wave, it just goes right through your arms. You cannot nail down a wave. And now James uses this word waves, the plural version, to say these people are constantly rising and falling on the move, constantly moving, moving. You can't catch them. You can't hold them down. They're uncontrollable. They're untamable. Then he adds that they're foaming out of their own shame. The word foaming here is really, really important. Have you ever been to the sea and seen the foam that drifts around on the top of the water if there's been a sea storm? And when there's been a sea storm, those waves and currents drag up a lot of junk from the bottom of the sea. Again, when our sons were young, we used to spend a lot of time ministering on the coast of Oregon, which is one of the most beautiful coasts in the entire world. And after there'd been a lot of raging waves, We would walk down to the beach and look, and the water would just be filled with junk, seaweed, stuff dragged up from the bottom, churned up as the waves were moving, raging waves of the sea. And that is the particular word which Jude now uses in this verse. The word foaming literally means to foam or to froth. It can be the very same word to describe a person who's frothing in a demonic fit It also means to vomit. Isn't that powerful? And it can depict the foam or the junk that's churned up by waves from the bottom of the sea. So he's really talking about people who produce a stink or people who produce produce a mess inside the church. And he says foaming out of their own shame. The word shame, the Greek word iskune, which describes disgrace, embarrassment, humiliation, indignity. It depicts those that are degraded, debased, dishonorable, and as if that is not enough, then he calls them wandering stars. The word wandering is the Greek word planetes, and yes, it's where we get the word for a planet, but actually it's a form of the Greek word planeo. The word planeo describes deception, an erring, a wandering, or a moral wandering, those that have lost their moral bearings. It depicts those who err, those who are constantly roaming about, veering, wandering, and it pictures those who've gone astray, off track, or in this particular case, he calls them wandering stars, which means they have swung out of orbit. They're no longer in orbit with spiritual authority, They're no longer in relationship with those they were once in relationship with. They have completely veered out of their relationships. They're out of orbit with others. But notice he calls them stars. The word stars, the Greek word astir, which is the word for a star that gives light. And this word is particularly used in the New Testament. You can read it in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3 to describe ministers of the gospel who are called to give light. In darkness, And the very fact that Jude would use this word, stars, the Greek word, aster, tells us he's talking about God-called ministers that have swung out of orbit. Now they're wandering, they're veering, they're aimlessly roaming around, no longer subjected to spiritual authority, but they are stars. They were called by God to give light. They were anointed to give light. But now they have moved out of their God-appointed orbits, and they're wandering they're veering. And the Bible says, oh, this is so strong. Whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever? This part of the verse is even difficult for me to understand. It is so severe. The word reserved is a form of the Greek word, tereo, which normally would depict soldiers that have been positioned to protect something very important, or soldiers who were on guard to watch over something, which means God is going to hold them in the blackness of darkness forever. The word blackness here, the Greek word skotos, which describes blackness, gloom, obscurity, that's really what it means. And the Bible says of darkness. The word darkness, the Greek word zophos, the word zophos here has a definite article. It's not just darkness, it is the darkness. The darkness, it depicts dense blackness, unceasing, never-ending darkness, or a place mute of all light. And the Bible says forever. The word for is the Greek word ice, which means into its carryingness towards something, forever, is the Greek word ionas, which here pictures something that is everlasting, or it pictures something that exists in an everlasting state. I'm gonna tell you, if you really understand this verse, it will make you want to walk with God. But listen to the RIV of Jude verse 13. The behavior of the people I'm describing are uncontrollable and unpredictable, like raging waves of the sea that are constantly rising, falling, and always on the move. Just as waves in the sea churn up a lot of foam and drag up junk from the bottom of the sea, these folks stir up trouble, spit up spiritual vomit, spiritually froth back and forth, and produce a mess out of their own disgrace, dishonor, and indignity. Like stars that have lost their orbit and veered off track, they have moved out of their God appointed orbit and roam and wander about. But a day is coming when these wanderers who have veered off track and lost their way will be permanently placed and forever kept in a nearly unimaginable dark gloom and obscurity. That is, in a never-ending darkness that is mute of all light, and they will be held there into the vast expanse of all eternity. Now again, do I know anyone that fits into this category? I may know a few. I would never name them because I would just never do that. But when I read this verse... It makes me want to be in spiritual authority, to be under covering, to make sure I'm in orbit with God-established relationships in my life. Rather than think of others, I'm looking at me, saying, Rick Renner, you need to do all you can do to make sure you say in the love of God that you build up your most holy faith and you stay under spiritual cover. That's what I think of when I read this verse. But then we come to verse 14, and we find that from the very beginning of time, God knew that these apostate individuals would appear on the scene. Listen to what the Bible says in verse 14. And Enoch, Enoch, well, Enoch was the first prophet in the Bible. Wow. Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. But notice in the King James Version, it says, And Enoch, Also. The word also in Greek is the word day, a conjunction, which here is intended to give the idea of a startling point. Can you believe it? Amazingly, even Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these. The word prophesied, the Greek word propheteo, which is a compound of the word pro. And the word fame. the word pro, carries the idea of something in advance. The word fame means to speak. When you compound the two words together, the word prophesied, which is used here, means to communicate, to say something, and particularly to communicate about something in advance, which means Enoch from the very beginning of time, speaking as a mouthpiece of God was speaking in advance and foretelling what was going to happen at the very end of the age. Nothing takes God by surprise. From the very, very beginning, God knew this was going to take place. And Enoch also, the Greek really means amazingly, even Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied and foretold in advance about these and about all of this saying behold the lord cometh with 10000s of his saints the word lord that is used here is the word kurias which means lord but here it has a capital letter which means he's talking about the lord the supreme master or the one with complete authority over every known unknown visible or invisible realm my friends jesus really is lord And Jude prophesied from the very, very beginning that the end of the age, the Lord, the ultimate master, would come with ten thousands of his saints. And the word cometh in the King James Version is translated from the Greek word parousia. Now listen to what it means. It is a technical term to describe the royal visit of a king or emperor or the arrival of one who alone had the power and authority to right wrongs and to set things in order order. And the use of the word parousia tells us that when Christ comes as king and emperor, he will come with the authority and power to right every wrong in the world and set everything in proper order. And the fact that Enoch, the seventh from Adam, saw the coming of Christ at such an early point in human history emphatically tells us that the ultimate redemptive plan of God has been at work since the very beginning of human history. And Enoch even saw that when Christ comes, he will come with ten thousands of his saints. The word with in Greek is the little preposition in, which means he will be right in the very midst of ten thousands of his saints. Ten thousands, a form of the Greek word murias. And the word murias means ten thousands and pictures and innumerable Company And the RIV of verse 14 is like this. It is amazing that even Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied and foretold in advance about these and other events that would occur in the future, saying, behold. By the way, the word behold, the Greek word edu, it's one speaking with shock and wonder. It's almost as though Enoch said, wow, it's amazing what I'm seeing. Behold, the Lord is coming. With the authority and power to right every wrong and to set everything in order. And when he comes, he will arrive in the midst of ten thousands, innumerable numbers of his holy people with him. It's talking about the second advent, not the rapture, but the second advent. After the 7-year tribulation, after the marriage supper of the lamb when Jesus comes to set up his millennial reign, he will come with the authority and the power to right every wrong and make everything right, and when he comes, he will come enveloped in 10,000s of his saints. That includes me, that includes you and everybody that has been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Oh, we're just getting started, but when we come back on Monday, we're going to pick up right here and continue. But I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray
0: for you. In Rick Brenner's new series, The Apostate Church, apostate ministers and apostate believers, hidden truths are unpacked from the book of Jude that tell us many will become apostate at the end of the age as they veer from the truth. The Bible explicitly says this will occur, so we need to know how to never be counted among those who become apostate. In this brand new series, Rick clearly shows that God graciously gives divine warnings to those who err examples of divine judgment, and his pronouncement of judgment upon wandering stars. Rick also answers the questions, what is a wandering star? And what is God's verdict upon the rebellious and upon the apostate church? This five-part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. And today we're also offering you Rick's book, How to Keep Your Head On Straight in a World Gone Crazy for $20. Rick says, I urge you to get this book because it is so needed for the days we are living in right now. In this book, you'll discover what you need to be doing to stay anchored to truth, how to discern right and wrong teaching, and how to be spiritually prepared for living victoriously in these last days. Rick will take you deep into New Testament prophecies about the end of the age and what you need to do to sail successfully through turbulent end-time waters. Order the series, The Apostate Church, Apostate Ministers and Apostate Believers, and the book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Friends, this is Rick Renner and I'm standing inside what's going
1: to be the new studio in our TV studio in Moscow. You have given to make this happen. And right now, as you know, prices in Russia are just skyrocketing because of what's taking place in our part of the world. I want to say thank you to every one of you that have done something sacrificial to help us buy all the materials we need to finish the interior. We need to wrap this up as fast as we can. Proverbs 10:21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And I want you to understand that from this spot, we're going to feed people all over the world the Word of God. It's not about a building. We're not interested in buildings. This is an anchor that is pivotal for the proclamation and the distribution of the Word of God to this entire part of the world. And it is so, so needed. And by being a partner with us, and being a part of our giving team to wrap this up. Every time the signal goes with the Word of God into people's private spaces all over this part of the world, God is gonna credit you with part of the reward for what's going to happen because it's your signal, it's your offerings, it's your sacrifices that are helping us to do this. And when people's lives are transformed, it will be credited to your account. And I wanna say thank you for everything that you've already done. Thank you for helping us wrap up phase two of this very important project so we can begin to film programs right here and get the teaching of the Bible to people that are famished for it. And I wanna say thank you in advance for being a part of our giving team. As my announcer just told you today, we're offering you my series, which is called The Apostate Church, Apostate Ministers and Apostate Believers, how to recognize apostate leaders and churches and how to stay spiritually on fire for the Lord. You need to hear it and hear it and hear it and hear it and really get this teaching down deep inside you because... The Holy Spirit prophesied this would take place at the end of the age and we do not want to be apostate. We want to stay on fire for Jesus until the rapture of the church. I know that's what your heart is crying out for. So please go online or give us a call right now to order this series. It's a five-part series. It comes in multiple formats, and it comes with a study guide. So you can read all the points, all the principles, everything in the series is in the study guide. And by reading it while you see it or hear it, you really will get this teaching down deep inside you. And today is the last day of this week. We're offering you my book called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a world gone crazy, developing discernment for these last days. Order it and order it now. You ought to order a couple because I guarantee you this is a book you will want somebody else to read. And when you become a partner with our ministry, we want to send you two books, As our way of saying, welcome to the partner family. And a partner is anyone who financially supports our ministry so we can take this teaching to people all over the world. People are sitting in front of their TVs and their computers and their devices listening to this teaching and they're reaching out to us asking for more. And when you become a partner, you financially help us take this teaching to people who really are spiritually famished. Everybody doesn't have available to them what you have available to you. And right from where you are, when you become a partner by going online or giving us a call, you can make a difference in somebody else's life. And the moment you become a partner, we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone, which is dedicated to partners. The subtitle says, How to Survive, Thrive, and Overcome in the Midst of Difficult Situations. We're going to send it to you. And we're going to send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness, which has just set so many people free. We always send these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family. So welcome. But Father, we thank you for the amazing Word of God that we've been studying this week. And Lord, we're so excited to come back on Monday to begin right here. And Father, until then, we thank you for Ecclesiastes 8.4, which says where the Word of a King is, there's power. And we pray that that Word will work in all of our lives in Jesus' name.
0: Amen! Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God. We invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, We can make a difference that will last throughout eternity.